Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning. Good morning, beloved family. How are you? Of course, I pray that you're well. And you say, how could I be well? How could we be well in this world that's going crazy? And that, you know, World War III might be starting. It's just insanity all over the place. Yes, I know. I know, I know. And um, we need to be smart at home. As I've said before, we need to gather our family and teach the faith so that if you're separated for any reason, you and but especially your children know who they are in Christ. They must know who they are, that we are the people of God and know their faith. Um, uh, And I've also um, tried to encourage everybody to uh, get a good supply of food and of water um, and uh, prepare to live without electricity. I think uh, if this never happens, this is terrific. But I think we need to be prepared to cook food without electricity, learn how to build fires, learn how to cook outdoors, or in the house without gas and electricity, uh, at least to heat water, purify water, all of that. I think the time is now for you to learn that so that you're not caught unawares because things are right at a critical edge, I think. Um, I've been seeing a few articles that uh, people say we need to kill Putin. Um, And I saw a very excellent article uh, yesterday um, uh, in Crisis Online magazine. Crisis magazine online. I have a subscription to it. They're very good. And the title is... Can We Pray for Putin's Death by Michael Warren Davis? And um, he begins by saying, over at Christianity Today, which in my Protestant years I really uh, thought was a wonderful magazine, and he says, over at Christianity Today, an Anglican cleric named Tish Harrison Warren is urging Christians to pray for Putin's death. And I'll just say she's not the only one who's urging us to pray for his death or some plotting his death. In her article, Miss um, Warren admits that she finds herself praying the imprecatory psalms with Russia's president in mind. An, imprecat- an imprecation is a curse. And she writes this. The imprecatory psalms are those that call down destruction, calamity, and God's judgment on enemies. Honestly, I don't usually know what to do with them. I pray them simply as a rote practice, but I gravitate toward more even-keeled promises of God's presence and mercy. I am often uncomfortable with the violence and self-assured righteousness found in these kinds of psalms. But they were made for moments like these, she says. Well, the author, um, um, Michael Davis, says yes and no. 
He says, now, I don't think it's a sin to pray the imprecatory psalms against Putin. If anyone deserves God's, deserves God's curse, curse, excuse me, it is the man responsible for killing thousands of innocent civilians, wasting thousands more soldiers' lives, and plunging two countries into turmoil while rocking the global economy on its heels. Putin is a bad man, and he'll get his. No, it is not a sin, but I'm not sure I would be bragging about it. Remember what Jesus said about revenge. He said this, uh, quoting from the Gospels, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you salute only your brethren, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Mr. Davis says, this is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. The Jews were right to ask God to curse their enemies, but Christians are called to a higher form of combat. A good man might pray the imprecatory Psalms against Putin, a perfect man, would love him and pray for him, which takes more courage, and which course should a member of the clergy be promoting? Put it this way, if you look, and I'm reading this article by Warren Davis from Crisis Magazine, he says, put it this way, if you look at the canon of saints, you'll notice that the church rarely, if ever, canonizes soldiers who die in combat. All the martyrs of the French Revolution, the Spanish War, and the Cristero Rebellion are non-combatants who were executed. Of course, the Church does not say that all soldiers go to hell, far from it. But at the end of the day, our greatest exemplar, the ideal to which we all strive, is the man who said, My kingship is not of this world. If my kingship were of this world... My servants would fight, that I might not be handed over to the Jews, but my kingship is not from the world. Of course, those are the words of our Lord. <clears throat> the, Romans, the Romans who persecuted Jesus were thinking in terms of earthly power. So were the Jews in their way, including the disciples of Jesus. Over and over, We hear our Lord scold them for thinking only in worldly terms. Peter swears he'll take up arms to defend Jesus from his captors, and the Lord calls him Satan. Really, it's not their fault. The Jews had always expected a political Messiah who would bring them glory in this world. But Jesus offers them a much higher reward. He promises to save them not from the Roman Empire but from sin. Because his disciples followed his example, keeping their eyes fixed on heaven, they also won Israel a reward far greater than freedom. The emperor of Rome bowed down and worshipped the king of the Jews. 
it's like what Seneca said, the conquered have given laws to the conqueror. Or as C.S. Lewis put it, aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you'll get neither. I'm reading this, beloved, if you haven't come in at the beginning because of an article in a Christian magazine that called for the death of Putin. And I agree with Michael Warren Davis, who is writing that we pray for our enemies, not kill them. If anyone deserves death, beloved, it's me and you. We all put Christ on the cross. No one is exempt from that. And we need to extend to others the mercies that, has, that have been extended to us. Forgive as Christ, God in Christ has forgiven you. I live with that all the time. How could I not forgive if it were possible? If it were possible, I'm announcing this over the air. If it were possible, I would want Satan himself to be saved. Now you may say, Mother, that's demonic. I don't think so. Love is not demonic. I deserve hell. Does Satan deserve hell? Yes, but so do I. So does everyone. We've all put Christ on the cross. And God, in his grace, has given us what we don't deserve. And in his mercy, he's withheld from us what we do deserve, which is hell. Michael Warren goes on. The man whose mind is fixed firmly on the city of God loves his enemy and prays for his persecutor. He does so because he himself is the enemy, the persecutor of God. His sins are the scourge that tear at Jesus' back and nail him to the cross, yet he forgives. More than that, he offers to make us perfect like himself. And being freed from sin, we can say with St. Paul, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. When Christ is alive in us, we love as he loves. And hard as it is to believe, Jesus loves Putin. It's not hard for me to believe that, beloved, because I know he loves me. It's not hard. He died for Putin. Uh, Michael says he died for Putin just as surely as he died for you and me. He wants nothing more than for Putin to repent, confess his sins, and end this war. That's what we should want, too. Of course, if we ask God to strike him down, he does not have to do it. There's no risk of that. The point is to put on the mind of God. The point is for us sinners to desire the good of our fellow sinners, just like God does. St. Augustine, expanding on Jesus' teaching, declared that a Christian loves his very enemies and so loves them that he desires that his haters and detractors may be turned to righteousness and become his associates, not in an earthly country, but in a heavenly country. There's the music for our first break, beloved, and we'll be happy to take your calls, your emails, your texts at any time. Uh, No need to wait for the second half hour anymore. Our toll-free number, with anything at all on your heart, is 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. 
beloved, this is Mother Miriam. How would you like to wake up each morning to inspiring sermons from knowledgeable and faith-filled priests? You can tune in to Sermons for Everyday Living every day at 6 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. You can listen on thestationofthecross.com or anytime on the free iCatholic Radio mobile app. God bless you. Do whatever he tells you. Do you realize that those are the last recorded words of Mary in the scripture? Because that simple expression summarizes her entire life. It's all that she was, all that she was called to be. It fulfilled her entire vocation. Do whatever Jesus tells you. That's Sermons for Everyday Living weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. listening to the station of the cross on your car radio but sometimes find yourself driving outside the listening area never miss another minute of your favorite show download the iCatholic radio app so you can listen anywhere in the world 24 hours a day the iCatholic radio app is available for your phone in the apple store or for your android phone in google play visit the station of the for more information The Station of the Cross appreciates the generosity of our supporters. We are committed to keeping our donors' accounts up to date. If there have been changes made to your payment information, please call us so that we can update your account. 1-877-888-6279, extension 104. Or update your information online at thestationofthecross.com. Thank you for your generous support of Catholic Radio. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Um, and as I say, you're welcome to call in through the entire hour now. I'll give the toll number out, um, toll free number out once more, one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three. You may text at that number as well, or email at mother at thestationofthecross dot com. We have Amy on the line from Colorado. Hi, Amy. Hi, mother. Good morning. Good morning, dear. How are um, you doing? Um, you know I'm. I'm a little shell-shocked. I lost my job yesterday. Oh, how did that happen? Well, I'm sorry for crying, Mother. It's okay. It's not an easy thing. Um, I actually had to make the choice. Um, I've been working at home since the pandemic started, per my boss's request. Um, my father is a cancer patient. And I care for him. He lives with me. Um, we're both unvaccinated. We do not believe in it at all. And my work never required the vaccine, but they highly encouraged it. Um, I never took it, um, won't take it. Um, so I've been working from home, and I'm sort of um, 
been going in at odd hours when my dad is comfortable when he's not having a treatment or what have you. Um, And keeping up on my job so others don't have to worry about it, you know, and to make sure I keep my job. So I've been balancing full-time work and caring for my dad. Mm -hmm. Well, I was off last week. Dad had some surgery. And yesterday morning, I was kind of blindsided um, by a, a meeting that was scheduled. I was basically told I had three days to figure out something to do with my father um, or lose my job. Oh, come um, on. No, I'm serious. So, And you were doing was, your full job, but at your own hours, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes. That's why I was mentioning to the gentleman who answered the phone, I feel like spiritual warfare has just, you know, exploded, especially for those who refuse um, the poison. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I was basically told yesterday, I have three days to figure out they want me back in the office full time, and they are fully aware of my father's situation. Shame on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to make a choice um, whether to, and they're kind of encouraging me to put him in a facility, and I won't do that. Won't Good for that. you. Good for you, um, Amy. So I just feel so shocked, and like it's coming everywhere spiritual warfare. And yeah. I'm trying not to have anger. But this is a hard time with my dad's situation, and now I I don't have a job. And I probably won't be able to look for one for a while with this situation. Yeah, Amy, sweetheart, God knows everything. You have made the right choices all along the way. Your choice is 100% right. Um, Do you have siblings? Your mom's not alive? No, my mom has three years ago, mm-hmm. and my brother passed eight years ago. Oh, I help. Have two okay. sisters, but um, one is not able to help, and one is pro-vaccine, pro-everything, so I would be nervous to have her do no, anything. No, 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 right, 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 right. And the one who's not able to help, um, I don't know why, she's not nearby or anything. Yeah, she's not healthy herself. Yeah, she's not nearby. So. Okay, all right, all right, honey. Um, I hope you have savings or something to live on or that your dad has some savings. I, I, yeah. I, I, you won't I, I be think without the food. Lord will provide for us. I'm trusting in that, but it was just Good. such a shock. And yeah, I honestly it's, feel, it wasn't just me that was affected. There's another lady who didn't take the vaccine and she has a family issue as well. And mm-hmm. we were both kind of blindsided. And I, I, I kind of feel like it's sort of retaliation because we told them it is it is it absolutely is amy and you know when you when you stand on the ground of what is right uh you're going to be persecuted two and two is four and so it's a shock so you feel terrible but the world without christ is not going to treat us as if they had christ and there are consequences and you need to stand proud that you stand with Christ and, and with honor and with what is right. Be proud of that, Amy. It hurts 
Yes, initially, because the world hated him, and it's going to hate us, too. That's what Jesus said. So um, be strong, be proud, that, and, and be grateful that you're on God's side, and as is your dad, and that you are there and truly able to take care of him. So I don't know what kind of work you do, but... Um, Look for other online work. There's so many jobs that you can do online these days, um, you know, or even even office jobs um, where you can take work home, you know, and not have to keep certain hours. Um, what do you do, by the way? I work in office, like administrative. Oh, good. Oh, well, then you can be almost any place with that with that skill. Um, where in Colorado are you? What city? Uh, Westminster. Westminster. Well, I tell you what, um, Amy, I'm going to do this. If you would leave your number, phone number, that you don't mind leaving with the call screener, I don't want you to give it out of, over the air, but if you leave your number, I'm going to ask anyone in West, is it Westminster? Yeah. Westminster, Colorado, who needs a part-time worker or someone that could work online from home, at least most of the time, even if you come into the office once a week or something, um, maybe give the station of the call, uh, the station of the cross a call, um, and um, uh, then uh, the call screener could get a hold of you, Amy, and and you might have a job that way. That would be wonderful. Anyone in the Westminster area of Colorado who wants a good administrative assistant, um, give the station a call, and Amy can be in touch with you to see if you're a match. Thank you, Mother. You're welcome, sweetheart. You're welcome. God bless you, Amy. And um, uh, leave leave your number with the call screener, and we'll see what God will do. Uh, we'll pray for you. Pray for Amy, dear ones. And as Amy said, there are many, many in this position. It just comes as a shock when evil is so apparent. God bless you, sweetheart. Have confidence in God. You're on his side and he's on yours. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. We have a call from Michelle in Pennsylvania. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Mother. Hi, um, before dear. Before I start, I'd like to say my heart goes out to that poor woman and your thoughts yeah. and prayers are with me. Mm-hmm. Good. Very good. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. Um, I had a, a question about... Uh, I have four new priests that came to my church, and four. It must be a big they're, parish. They're, they're monks. They're Franciscan monks. <gasps> oh, um, good. It just, it just seems like there's some inappropriate things going on. There just seems to be a lot of inappropriate clapping in church. Always giving a hand to someone because they did something, and it's in the sanctuary. That's coming um, from these four monks. Yeah, we didn't do that before. Um, oh so no. Uh-huh. I'll deserve a hand because they did Mm-mm. a good job. There's oh, Damascus no. worship and censoring prayer and Lexio What do you Divina. mean? Da- Damascus worship? Yes. What is that? Um, it's kind of a worship where they, ha- they have a projector and they sing and uh, it's just oh, for that's young people. Protestant. It's terrible. It's not mm-hmm. really holy music. They just... No, it's not. No, no, it's no good. My daughter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Centering prayer in Lexio Divina. Forget that. Yeah, Lexio Divina is uh, is a very good practice if you know what you're doing. Uh, it has nothing to do with centering prayer, and it is not for the mass. Okay. So these monks are um, off track. 
they're absolutely off track and uh, with what's going on. And I would, I would speak to who seems to be the superior of them because of their four of them that have been sent out from an order. One of those is going to be their superior, even if there's only four. I try to speak with that monk and tell him all this, that this was not at the parish before. You find it very upsetting, centering prayer. Uh, that's not Catholic. Um, Lexio Divina in the middle of Mass is not Catholic. Um, whatever else you said, I forget. Um, it's not Catholic. Applauding, clapping, you come here to worship God, not to build up one another. And so um, I would tell him that, and if if he is against it or responds poorly to you, I would tell him that you're going, you'll, you'll speak with the bishop because the parish is being downgraded and being taken away from its truly Catholic roots. I will. Um, I read about mm-hmm. centering prayer in it. It seems like it's more about you. That's right. You don't um, want that. And the Lectio Divina, and I'm, I read about that also. It just seems like you're letting the verse that Jesus says come to you and whatever thought comes to your head. Well, that's you, wrong. You meditate that's what, on it, and then you're supposed to think about yourself and what is Jesus no, saying No, 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 no. That's not what Lexio Divina is. Um, that's what it's come to be among uh, distorted Catholic teaching on it. Um, Lexio Divina is to read the passage... No one should ask what it means to me unless until they know what it means. So we read what it says, then we have to know what it means, and then what does it mean to me? Otherwise, you're applying scripture, you're your own Holy Spirit, it's no good. You need to study it and understand, in its grammatical, historical context, what is happening here, who wrote it, is it by our Lord, through the apostles? Is it St. Paul? What's the circumstance? Uh, under what is, he sa- what is the message of the passage? And then, what does it mean to me? And not to make your own application, but the idea is to meditate on the passage, to put your, try to put yourself into the scene and picture your being there under the authority of Jesus, under the authority of the apostles, under the authority of his word. I understand. I, I mean, in disrespect, I did look up and see that the mystics did a long time ago, but it just seemed distorted the way they were doing it. Well, and it is distorted. Prayer is just awful. It's all distorted. The way they're doing it is all distorted. And um, there's a book called Lexio Divina. It's it means divine reading, and you're right. It's quite ancient, and um, it's beautiful when understood and done right. But it's not. What does this scripture mean to me? It's what does it mean? What it means to you doesn't mean anything if you don't know what it means. And then you can put yourself in the circumstances and see how you'd respond or how you want to change your life in order to coincide with the scripture and its meaning. Okay. You're welcome, sweetheart. God bless you, Michelle. And uh, there's our half-hour break, beloved. You're welcome to call in with anything on your heart, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com, and we'll be right back.
please join Father Mark Noonan in praying the Litany of Humility. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We are live and um, you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or with text at that number as well, or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. We've been reading an article by um, uh, from Crisis Magazine that appeared yesterday online, and it's by Michael Warren Davis, um, and it has to do with an article in a Christian magazine that called for the death of Putin. And um, um, and, and the, the writer wanted us to pray the, suggested we pray the imprecatory psalms, that is, the psalms that those who come against us should be killed. Um, and um, and uh, Michael Davis is, is pointing out that um, that is not the response of a Christian. We should want everyone's salvation, everyone's salvation. Um, hold on, and I'll just have to, okay, let me see where we were, sorry. Where were we? Um, 
here we are. St. Augustine, expanding on our Lord's teaching, declared that a Christian loves his very enemies and so loves them that he desires that his haters and detractors may be turned to righteousness and become his associates, not in an earthly country, but in a heavenly country. And I said uh, before the break that for years after I came to know Christ, I truly pray that if it was, were at all possible, Satan himself would be saved. I say, how could you do that? Look at the destruction he's brought. I know, I know, I know. But I know I deserve hell. And so um, I'll, I don't deserve heaven. I never will. And I would like to see everyone in heaven. And the author, um, Michael Warren Davis, says that's what we should want for Putin. If we cannot muster that kind of charity, that's okay. We are none of us perfect, but it is something to which we might aspire. What other choice do we have? Well, let's ask Miss Warren. This is the woman who wrote the article. She says, if you're like me and you gravitate to the seemingly more compassionate, less violent parts of Scripture, these kinds of prayers can be jarring. But we who are privileged who live far from war and violence, risk failing to take evil and brutality seriously enough, end quote. <clears throat> and Michael um, Davis says that's a funny way to use the word privilege. But turning back to the war, though, I'll say this, says he, there are good Christians in Ukraine taking up arms against the Russian army. They are fighting not because they hate Russia, but because they love Ukraine. Those here in the West who are privileged to be far away from the fighting, what right do we have to hate? If the Ukrainians are driven by love, why should we expect anything less from ourselves? Maybe, he says, I'm oversimplifying. Maybe I'm reading too much into Miss Warren's article, but it's never a good sign when Christians make excuses not to love he goes on and says, now, if she had said, pray the imprecatory psalms in hopes of ending the war, it would be one thing. But it comes across more as, I'm so distressed by this video I saw on Twitter that I relish the thought of God striking Putin dead. That's a very human sentiment, but it's not a very Christian one. Believe me, he says, I'm all for putting the militant back in church militant. But Miss Warren's article does not strike me as a marshal so much as marshal so much as emotional. It lacks good soldiery, um, soldierly, soldierly discipline, the discipline of a soldier. Now, if our ultimate goal is bringing peace and comfort to everyone on earth, her advice is sound. But if our goal is to get to heaven by loving our enemy and praying for our persecutors, we are headed for a rout. One last note, he writes, I expect many of you are glad to see the clergy putting the fire and brimstone back into their teaching. <clears throat> I'm very happy for Mr. Davis's sentence, but I don't know where, I haven't been around that lately, uh, the clergy putting fire and brimstone back into their teaching. There are some that I've found online. And he says, so am I. 
It's a nice break from the God we so often hear about, the great babysitter in the sky who just wants us all to play nice and share our cookies. Yet the social justice gospel and the death to Putin gospel both stem from the same error, and that is la politique d'abord, and that's politics first. They use religion as a mean to worldly ends. They fail to recognize what Jacques Maritain called the primacy of the spiritual. Michael Davis says, I believe me, I get it. I don't blame Miss Warren or anyone else who wants Putin dead. But again, for Christians, it is not a question of what's natural or even acceptable. It's a question of what is going to get us into heaven. The thoughts that appear in our unguarded minds do not need to be splashed around the pages of Christianity Today or Crisis or Twitter or Facebook or anywhere else. That shows a serious lack of discipline. That's our failure as Christian soldiers. And he ends by saying, let no evil talk come out of your mouths, that's St. Paul's words, but only such as is good for edifying, as fits the occasion, that it may impart grace to those who hear. That's the golden rule of Christian journalism. And whatever truth there may be in Miss Warren's article, it falls short of that standard. That is one good article. One good article, and I'm appreciative for it, and I read it today, dear ones, not simply because everyone's calling for Putin's death, but if you call for the death of any enemies, don't do that. I I couldn't bear to call for the death of anybody if I didn't know first that their heart had been converted and they were ready to meet our Lord in eternity. How could I do that? I would be praying for their damnation, and I cannot do that. Because I deserve it. I deserve um, damnation. We have a call from Annie from New York. Hello, Annie. Hi, Mother Miriam. Hi, dear. I'm, Go ahead, my name is My name is Annie, and I'm calling. I'm a cradle Catholic, and I'm calling from Lackawanna, New York. Oh, good. And I love I love your show, and I just wanted to tell you how much I agree with you yay oh i 100 percent. i agree with you you know putin we must pray for him we must pray for his conversion and you know god doesn't need our help in in uh condemning people or or wishing (sighs) people dead you know he he is sovereign and he will do what needs to be done but we are here on this planet to just pray for for people who uh, do these things, and yes. because we are we are all children of God, and and Vladimir Putin is a child of God. He certainly and, is. God died for him as He died for us, Annie. I love your heart. I absolutely love it. I wish everyone understood that and believed that way as you do. I I pray for him. I pray for his conversion. Yeah. And I pray for all the uh, communist leaders, Xi Jinping, Kim Jong-un, Miguel Diaz-Canel. All of them need to be, we need to pray for them. 
uh, every day and ask the Lord. We, we have to go to the source of the problem. The source of the problem is communism. The source of the problem is, is uh, the uh, oppression that this uh, ideology puts upon the people. Um, and, and our prayers must be directed towards the source of the problem and also, you know, for the people suffering at the same time. And, you know, it's, it's so worldly for the people to say, oh, we want him dead. We, we want this one. It's so worldly. That's right. And, you know, we're not, we're not called to be of this world. We're, this is just a, a, a stopping place. Our heavenly home is heaven. So and you, while you, we're here on... You demonstrate you know, a heart that has been... Go ahead. While we're here, keep going, Annie. But while we're here, you know, we have to think of our heavenly home, and we have to think the way God wants us to think, that we must love one another as he has loved us, no matter mm-hmm. who they are, no matter how many atrocities they have done or how bad they are. Like you said before, we're all sinners. And, you know, and a person that thinks... In a worldly way, they say, oh, you got to be crazy. You know, I'm not a, I, I don't commit atrocities like that. But we, we just must pray for these people. Um, and Satan, this is a, a great deception of Satan to think, oh, you know, you, you can't pray for them. They're, they're beyond hope. They're not beyond hope. No way. God no way. Is, no one is. God is so powerful. God yeah. is so powerful. He can make anything happen. That's right. And uh, something I learned uh, years ago, Annie, that the degree of our sin, because we could say we're all sinners, we may not be as bad as Putin, but that's not true. The degree of our sin has not so much to do with the sin committed as it has to do with the one sinned against. Putin is sinning against people. We have sinned, as he is doing as well, against an all-holy God. That determines the heinousness and the depth of our sin who we sin against. If I sin against a sinner, it's no good. Of course, it's wrong. But to sin against a holy God, which every sin is against him, as King David said, against thee, the only have I sinned and done what is, um, uh, what's the word? He was unrighteous in thy sight. So, uh, or evil in thy sight. So, Annie, bless you, sweetheart, for calling in. I I really appreciate it very much. God bless you. God bless you too, sweetheart. Thank you. you. Thank you, Annie. And, you know, I have a a special uh, heart for uh, uh, actually Putin also and the Russian people, but especially for Ukraine, because my mom, my mother is a Russian Jew from the Ukraine, Um, of course, at the time that the Soviet Union was intact. But she is a Russian Jew from Ukraine, and then she's did give her life to Christ uh, years before she died. So I'm very, very grateful for that. But the Ukrainian people have a special place on my heart. Um, We need to pray for them. Um, Indeed, we need to pray for uh, President Zelensky, uh, that he also will be converted to Christ. He also will be converted to Christ. Um, I don't know where his heart is now, but it it hasn't come from a good place over these past years. Um, let me see now. Again, our lines are wide open, beloved, and you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free, one eight seven seven 
511-548-5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We have an email from Cindy. Cindy, um, I tried answering this along with a few other emails um, uh, the last time, but our, our program, the whole everything internet in our entire building went out. It was by the internet company. Um, disconnected by mistake by them so we called them after the program and and told them and they've got it reconnected and they apologize but so i answered a number of emails that day but don't know how many of them actually got on the air um cindy says let's see now just curious what your favorite books are on Fatima Lourdes and Our Lady of Guadalupe thank you god bless cindy really quick cindy um i don't there's a beautiful book on Fatima written by Carl Anderson, who uh, was, is, if not was, the Grand Knight of the Knights of Columbus. Um, on Lord, um, the Song of Bernadette would be a tremendous one. And on Our Lady of Guadalupe, no, Fatima, I don't have a favorite book on that. Our Lady of Guadalupe is Carl Anderson. Um, on Lord, Song of Bernadette, and um, uh, written by a Jewish man who was utterly converted at Lord's. Fatima, I'm not sure. We'll be right back to you. This is a segment about small Catholic innovations that made a huge impact from the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation. Back when water was difficult to purify, beer was actually the standard drink because the fermentation process killed harmful bacteria but it wasn't all that tasty and didn't last very long. This is where Catholics upped the ante with two major contributions. The first came from monasteries, where monks needed heartier beers to get them through long periods of fasting. So they experimented with flavorings and techniques to make it more robust. The second contribution came from St. Hildegard von Bingen. She's the first person credited with using hops in beer to preserve it. And it didn't hurt that hops added great flavors too. So... You can thank Catholic Innovation for beer. Learn more about what OSV Institute is doing to inspire and encourage Catholic innovation at osvinstitute.com. Are you holding on to an old car or truck because you think dealers won't want it? Then consider donating it to the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. This is a great way to turn your unvalued vehicle into a powerful gift for Catholic Radio. You'll be taking part in our evangelization efforts to continue spreading Christ's love throughout the world. Our Lord uses Catholic Radio to draw more people to Himself, and one of the best ways to support the Station of the Cross is by contributing to our vehicle donation program. The process is safe and simple. Your generosity will greatly benefit our mission to bring the truths of the Catholic faith to countless listeners. To find out more or to donate your vehicle today, visit thestationofthecross.com or call 1-866-628-CARS. That's the station of the cross.com or 1-866-628-2277. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. 
beloved to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment, and you are most welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have a call from Darlene in Michigan. Hi, Darlene. Hi, you beautiful mother. I love oh, I like that. Thank you. Oh, God bless you, and oh, my goodness, have you touched my heart. I, I mean, I've been watching you for a lot of months, and um, Mother Miriam, I need to know how to become a nun. Wow. Are you single? I'm sorry? Are you single? What is that? What is, do you know what that um, sound is? Yes, I'm single. Um, Are you on a speakerphone, Darlene? Honey, my phone is on my computer. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It oh, it's on your computer? Phone. Yes. Okay, let's give this a try. Okay, you're single. Have you ever been married? Um, at one time, um, I've got three children. Do you have an annulment? Um, I'm sorry? Do you have an annulment? Yeah. <laughs> well, not everybody does. So this is this is you're asking me how to become a nun. That would be a requirement because without an annulment, you would still be married, um, and you couldn't become a nun to marry Jesus. So you're free. That's very good, sweetheart. What I would say is, um, if you want to go further, um, go to our website, motherofisraelshope.org, and you can click on contact. And it'll give you the email, vocationinquiry at motherofisraelshope.org. Send us an email and tell us just a little bit about yourself, your age, how's your health, um, if you're free. In other words, none of your children are dependent on you, all of that. And we'll send you information and, and we'll get the process going. Can I, can I um, give you a little bit about my past? A little bit about your past? Yes, ma'am. Did you say? Yes, ma'am, about my past. You know what, sweetheart? Rather than doing that over the air, you can do it. I'll, if you email me, I'll send you that. It's a vocation, introductory vocation questionnaire, and you can return that information with the questionnaire. That would be better than on the air. I just want to let you know one thing. Go ahead, honey. 1972, 14 years old, I was shot in the stomach. Oh, wow. And you're okay now? When I got to the hospital, the doctors told me, oh my goodness, I cannot believe Every one of your organs were saved. Is that God watching over me or what? I'll say it's God watching over you or what. Yeah, I would say that. God has saved you for a very special purpose, Darlene. Very wonderful. Blessed be his name. Amen. Amen. I, I have gone through life struggling 
to find out where my place was at. Where your what was at? Where my your place? Well, your place was obviously, sweetheart, your vocation with three children is, was to be a mother. There's no question about that. And now, if God would have you go on to be a mother to souls, a spiritual mother, that would be very good, sweetheart. So go ahead, honey, Darlene, go ahead and email me, and we'll get that questionnaire right out to you, and we'll go from there, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right, sweetheart, I'll look for your email. God bless you for all you t- Thanks, Darlene. God bless you, too, sweetheart. Stay strong and have lots of hope. Okay. We have an email from Barbara who says, Barb, who says, good morning, Mother. I've heard that beads used in Mardi Gras celebrations are meant to be a mockery of the Holy Rosary. Well, that's quite unfortunate. I've not heard that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, uh, Barbara says, I tried to find information on Catholic Answers, but there was nothing there on the topic. That's more of a news item. That's not a doctrinal uh, issue that Catholic Answers would cover. She said, do you happen to know anything about this? I do not. Thank you, and God bless you, Mother Barbara. Barbara, I don't know about it, and I, I, uh, it's a grievous thing if, you know, that it happens, um, and I would just stay away from that. Whoever does that, Mardi Gras is supposed to be Fat Tuesday. I don't even like that. I don't even like the term. It is supposed to be a bit of a feast in preparation for the the Ash Wednesday fast um, and of Lent. But those who would mock the Holy Rosary uh, are not Catholic at all. And so I would just completely ignore the whole thing. It's a mockery and it's 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 grievous. Um, we have an email from Deanna who says, hoping to ask Mother Miriam about my adult daughter's desire to be rebaptized at a non-denominational church. She's 34 years old and single. She has in the past couple of years started to follow our Lord closer and with a growing faith. She has still, for the most part, resisted but not refused the Catholic faith Well, it looks like she might be refusing it. She was poorly catechized as a child, and so were we, her parents. However, we have now, over the past 15 years, fully reverted back to the one true traditional Catholic faith. Blessed be God for that. She made the announcement that she is going to be rebaptized, and it will take place at the local church on March 20th of this year, and she wants us to joyfully attend. We gently and lovingly affirmed her walk with the Lord. However, we pointed out that she has already been baptized. We read and asked her to read Catholic.com in regard to rebaptizing. She is so angry with us as she feels we are not giving her valid reasons why we won't be able to attend this ceremony. And let me interrupt your email to say, if someone is really searching, you can send them to Catholic.com. That's the best apologetic site in the world i think but your own children and you're trying to make a point don't send them to read something you need to read it and understand it enough to be able to explain it to them um so you can dialogue with them um and she says you're not giving her valid reasons, but you are if you truly understand it. If you're telling her to go read it for herself, that indicates you really don't understand it and you can't win that argument. Um, 
And then, um, let's see, Deanna goes on to say that she called the local Catholic church and the seminarian she spoke to confirmed what we've expressed. Please help. We are trying to be supportive. However, we do not see in good conscience how we can attend. She stated, you don't have to believe it, Mom. Just show up to show your support. Well, that's where you need to teach her. You need to say, sweetheart, there's no way I can apologize to you enough that you don't know the treasure you have in being a Catholic, because we didn't know it, so we couldn't pass it on to you. We know it now, and all we can give you is what we have. Um, You know, evangelism, one beggar telling another where to find bread. And so we know now that water doesn't save you. God saves you as you obey through the water. You were already baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You cannot be rebaptized. You can get wet. You can go through the ceremony again. You can indeed give witness to your own faith, but you're not being baptized. Um, and so, um, if you want me to show my support, sweetheart, I can't show that in showing up because my support is for your eternal salvation. And I cannot do what really is against what God has said. God bless all of you. And we will speak with you, God willing, tomorrow.